Previously on Sick and Wrong. I'll probably be twice as drunk by the end of the part two. Gallons that way. of eggnog will be imbibed tonight. Uh, you know, we should drink our weight in eggnog wackily because this might be, this might be the last podcraft ever. If the world's going to end tonight, this is your last night, what are you going to do? It's not going to end tonight. It's going to end tomorrow. All right, tomorrow. I mean, what are you going to do with this final 24 hours? Well, you're fucking doing all drugs. Same thing I do every night. <laughs> no future. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, that sounds pretty awesome. I'm going to be fucking pissed off, though, if I buy a tree, put it in my car, bring it over there, and I'm calling you, and you're, I, I will you, won't, be you won't answer. You know what? You, you can come over to my house and get me up if you have to. <laughs> I'll put the tree in your apartment if, if I can't get it in theirs. The main thing I want to know is, do you think, let's just make a little wager here. Do you think he bought a Christmas tree or decorated in any way the dorm room that he lives in? <laughs> I bet you there's a stocking. Really, it's just a cum-filled sock that's stuck to the wall, but he calls it a stocking around this time of year. You know, I'm getting to an age now. I'm early 40s, so some of my friends or people that I know, associates or whatever, that send me this shit have, like, older teen daughters, like 16, 17, 18-ish. And I, I, in those cases, I sometimes open them because I, I might use it as jerk-off material if their daughters are hot. That's festive. See that? Yeah, that's a good idea. And now... The thrilling conclusion of the Sick and Wrong annual holiday show, Spectacular. Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're living, ah, listen, living, listening to Sick and Wrong. Sick and Wrong. Sick and Wrong. Thanks, dude. Right here. Yes, you're listening to Sick and On, and this is Bob Madigan, and uh, I hope you're still going to listen later on, dude. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. All right, Steele. We, we got some phone calls. People called in specifically to ask uh, Steele some questions. So, oh, this is going to be let's, let's, get to, let's get to a couple of these, and we got a song break coming up. Uh, yeah, this, this has been like the holiday show every year is just a mess of just shit. Like, so there's no structure. all fucked up or what? I, I'm, dude, this, I'm on my second glass of Nog right now. I'm on my so first what, glass what of Nog. But... Nog with, no, wild turkey. Bourbon. Better yet. That's going to be some violent diarrhea in about 12 hours. I can't wait. It's, and, and while it's coming out, I'll be singing like silver bells. You know? <laughs> so, now, this is, you told me this is Lance's homemade, shit, homemade eggnog? Yeah, Lance makes his own eggnog with his own uh, ingredients. I have to object, that's bullshit. <laughs> D is just trying to get a rise out of me. And you know why? Because D, D is trying to re- deflect from the fact that he buys the fat-free nog. I do buy the fat-free so nog. he about that. Well, yeah, I always say when you're drinking, you uh, you got to worry about the fat intake. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, this, this year, I actually didn't get the fat-free nog because they didn't have it at Walgreens. Living on the edge. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm well, stuck Well, the fat-free nog, if you get drunk enough... 
okay, the fat doesn't get in your system, but if you get drunk enough off the fat-free night, it doesn't stop you from fucking a fat chick. So just keep that in mind. Exactly. Exactly. And the more nog you feed her, the bigger she gets. So still, exactly. still we got a few phone calls here that came in, and uh, let's get to, eh, here's one of them. Strip club question. Okay. Hey, gentlemen, this is Bruno from the Three Wise Woodies. I wanted to ask Dee a question. I encountered something the other night that I am not exactly sure what the hell the deal was, and see as how you've been involved in the strip club industry for a millennial. Well, you know, I played the wrong call, but this one's still applicable. This one's still relevant oh, here. Sure. Let's go with it. I'm hoping you can answer this. I happened to be at a strip club the other night where I watched a stripper lay down on her back and spread her legs open, put a shot glass between her legs, and then uh, have all of the uh, patrons at the bar throw corners at said shot glass. I'm wanting to know what the hell is the reason for that to happen. Is it that she was going to give away free lap dances for it? Was she just wanting extra money? Or is there some other strip club shenanigan that I don't know what is going on? So, D, buddy, you, uh, you know these things. You've been involved in that industry for many years. So help us out because we talked about it today and we can't figure it out. So help, help, help. I don't know. All right, you know what? Uh, Let me get this straight. She put the shot glass inside her her canal. I think I, from what I from what I gather labia. Here, from what I gather, because I actually know the technical term for this uh, for this specific shenanigan. Um, they they put it in front of their vagina. It's just it, setting on the ground. Yeah, the the, the game is called cooter ball, and usually, <laughs> do you know? Have you heard of this steal? I've seen this trick done before, and I've seen a lot of girls do it. There's a lot, there's a, you, as you well know, there's a lot of various vaginal tricks that, that, that stage performers will use. I've seen this done. I did not know the technical name, but I will defer to you, being that you are uh, the one who has worked behind the uh, cloak and dagger of the uh, nudie <laughs> bar. So if that's the name of it, well, I, I will take your word for it. They called it uh, Cooter Ball, and usually most of the girls didn't do it. Usually it was a feature entertainer. Like you'd have a porn yeah, star exactly. that, would, that yep. would be featuring that night, and she'd come in there. And what they did, it, I never saw quarters. I think most girls, strippers, get offended when there's change on stage. But usually it was like rolled up dollar bills, and if you landed it, Inside the shot glass, like if it landed, you know, if you, you got in the shot glass, then you get a free lap dance or you get like, I don't know, a mold it's of her vagina face. or some shit, you know? Yeah. But, and you like that. It's usually the, the yeah, I, I never see like just your regular, your, your, you know, your regular crew that does the shit. It's always like the feature ones. And they, the cooter must be the name. And I know that's a, a universal term for pussy, but it must be the universal term for vaginal tricks as well because I've seen the, you know, you've seen the thing where the girl takes the roll of matches and sticks them just inside her pussy and then lights them. That's called the flaming cooter. The flaming so, cooter. <laughs> so cooter ball makes sense. So they must go, all these vaginal tricks must use the, the pussy slang word of cooter to, to describe the trick. But I've seen this, and I, I don't know the purpose of it either. Like you said, yeah, you get free lap that whatever they, they choose to be the reward. But I, I think it's also some broads are very, uh, you know, obviously the ones on stage, it's like, hey, look yeah. at me, I'm naked. But I think a lot of them are trying to prove, in this case, like you said, if they set the shot glass just outside the pussy, and it's not actually the pussy not holding onto it, it's not proving this. But I, when girls are doing something with their you know, with the lips of their pussy and having something at least in their pussy to some extent, I think they're trying to show off the strength of their kegel muscles. 
<laughs> Kegel, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to pick shit up. Well, that, that's kind of getting into Thailand territory, like in Bangkok yeah, when they're yeah, like, the Thais you know, are out of control. Well, they'll shoot darts from their vaginas and like pop balloons and shit, or ping pong yeah, balls. Yeah, of those chicks. And now that the Thai also have what they call the lady boy. There's a lot of Thailand's either. It's a lot of lady boys over there, like chicks with dicks, she, she males, or they're really hot chick. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff in Thailand and the Bangkok uh, arena that is that is not really seen much over here in the states. And you can't really tell the difference. It's it's deceiving, you know. You're... Yeah. Oh yeah. And some of the lady, but like if they don't show you your dick, like some of the because you know the Asians are a lot more petite and feminine than the guys are anyway, so they're easier. I think they can make themselves into at least passable, decent-looking chicks a lot easier than some fucking redneck American. You know what I mean? I think it, they just have less testosterone or something to begin with. So some of the lady boys I've seen over there until they find out what the fans down there's a dick. Like, if they show pictures, it's like, oh, she's pretty hot. And then you see the next picture, oh, my God, there's a dick. Oh, my Lord. Maybe so, you should bring it, one of those to uh, the Steel family Christmas dinner. A Thai ladyboy? Yeah, I'll see if I can get one up. See if I can fly one over here before Christmas. All right, so it's called fucking Thailand, looking for fucking chicks with dicks. There aren't there aren't a lot of Thai people in the in the Tri City area. No, unfortunately. no, I imagine you know there used to be one Thai restaurant in Saginaw, which was about ten minutes from where I live. Which was, and I love Thai food, but that place lasted about three days. So yeah, there's not a lot of Thai community here. Only Ponderosas. Um, right, yeah, a lot of white trash. So the game is called Cooter Ball, and uh, you know it's a good way to give a stripper, a single mom, a little extra money around the holidays. You know, sure, charity. Um, yeah. Here's the second call we got here. This one, this one actually, I think Steele would be an authority on this subject. Oh boy! Oh, I've just rang up about coming, and and uh, the one thing that has just sprung. To- By the way, I love this guy's voice. Is it a man or a woman? I thought it was a chick. No, it's a guy. But uh, (laughs) afterwards, you can we can share what you picture this guy looking like. Okay, well, I'm picturing very effeminate right now. So go on. Mind if I put the phone down? Of course, is the fact that human nature is completely out of sync. Uh, We should give Steve a little bit of background with this. Yeah, you should. Okay, yeah, do that. Because I'm having a hard time understanding the guy, frankly. Okay, so we did a. it was a couple episodes ago, maybe three episodes discussion. ago. We, yeah, we did a story about this woman who stabbed her boyfriend because uh, I guess he like fucked her. He came and then just went to bed, and she was <laughs> she yeah she was disappointed because it was bad sex, and she stabbed him a few times. And so I don't we see the problem. yeah, well, we were talking about that, that that there should be a time limit, like on the on the amount of time you are expected to have sex with this girl. And I think what we and that what women we, generally think that time limit is way longer than is appropriate. Yeah. So oh, I agree. I once heard a great comedian once say, uh, "I forget what the actual phraseology is, but like that there is no that that premature ejaculation is a woman's problem. It's not a guy. There's no such thing from a guy's standpoint. And ejaculation is ejaculation. You never like a guy doesn't premature. I mean, when you ejaculate, it feels fantastic. It's not premature to you. It's just maybe upsetting to her because it's cutting her short. But but that's a woman's problem, not a guy's problem. So she got upset because he was quick in the sack. Well, well, my point was, a girl should know by the age of like thirty what gets her off. So if you're fucking a girl for fourteen minutes, fifteen minutes, she right. should be able to get off in that time. Oh, that's plenty of time. Plenty. Of, that's plenty what I'm saying. Time. That's what I'm saying. Is plenty of time. So this dude's calling up and he's commenting on, uh, I guess, prolonged ejaculation. 
Okay, yeah, because if the chicks are going to kill people for fucking going quick in the sack, I should have been dead a thousand times. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, All right, play this guy. Uh, is this a limey? He sounds like a limey. Yeah, this guy, this guy is an English guy. I'm going to start this over from the beginning because I think we missed sure. the first part. But yeah, this guy is calling from England. Oh, I've just rang up about coming. And, coming. And uh, the one thing that has just sprung to mind as I put the phone down, of course, is the fact that human nature is completely out of sync. Uh, women who insist men spend the next 20 minutes fornicating in order to ejaculate are dead against nature. Every other item in nature comes within 10 seconds to prolong their genes into the next generation. Why is it women insist that we need to stimulate them? Um, They need to realize that we're not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it extraordinarily wrong. That guy's pretty amazing. <laughs> Sounds like like yeah, Richard. He's, Dawkins, he's, he's like very, a scientist. Yeah, he's a very and a very eloquent speaker. I might add. A lot of big words there. So he says five yeah, seconds like is enough. You're watching on the BBC. Sounds like at first I thought it was Buddy Hackett, but apparently it's not. <laughs> I think it was Alistair Cook. He's got more uh, Buddy Hackett had more of a lower tone voice. But he's, you know who it probably is, Jimmy Seville. You know, it sounds like it because that guy that guy ejaculated many young women. I don't think he gets a lot of phone access right now. <laughs> Jimmy Seville, did you hear about that? He was that uh, what was he, a, a pop singer? No, that, he's like a, a, BBC, a BBC DJ, yeah, DJ announcer. For he you. Think he's dead. Oh, yeah, I saw that story. And Gary Gooder, too, I think. Oh, Gary Gooder, yeah. I know he's coming a lot of young pussies, too. I don't know. They're all kind of like Gary Glitter over there. But yeah. Um, yeah. the dude has a good point here. Because from a biological standpoint... It's in our best interest to ejaculate as fast as possible. I mean, a lot of uh, certain animals like have penises that are like you know have barbs in it, so it sticks inside the chick. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So doesn't uh, doesn't a little bit of foreplay though, just to be devil's advocate here though, is supposed to uh, make the uterus more receptive to the sperms? Haven't I heard that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, that, no, no, that I don't that, that does make sense. It's just a hole, right? What type of fucking new age bullshit science is this? Some some tweed jacketed academia thing? Oh yeah, no foreplay makes the uterus more receptive. Fuck the uterus! I don't understand who's who's like where I'm doing these tests where they know that it's making the uterus more welcoming towards a guy's sperm. It's ridiculous. It seems like the wetter her pussy is, the more likely the sperm is just going to slide back out. Wackerly's got like brandy and Barry White playing. It's a romantic over there. Brand. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, so in other words, there's no lake babies. Then. So if there's, if there's somebody calculates in a pussy because, you know, during a, you know, Hurricane Katrina, a Hurricane Katrina, FEMA, Superdome rates, if, you, if there's a rape taking place, the uterus isn't going to be as receptive. It's just going to, she's going to reject your copulation and spit it out like a baseball player spits out chewing tobacco. <laughs> I've heard that from some Republican senators. <laughs> I know I've written a bit on it myself. It was fantastic, but yeah, it's it's. I don't know about the receptiveness of. I mean, first of all, I think the world needs more rape babies because obviously non-rape babies are fucking the world up. So I don't see why we want to get rid of all the rape babies. But uh, the uh, I don't know where you're getting the scientific background, Lance. I don't know where you're coming well, up. I kind with of agree. Watch. I kind of agree, though, with Wackley to a point because. You do a little foreplay, 
you know, the girl gets riled up. That means she's going to come quicker and then you can, you can come and then you can go do something, you know, more worthwhile, like watching Breaking Bad or something, you know? Yeah, and I agree with the, the Limey's point where games. he was saying that, yeah, I mean, and in nature, animals do that. Yeah, they, they want they their gene, you know, they want to remain the dominant gene in the, the, the species. So, yeah, they're trying to plant their seed on every fucking lioness or, you know, uh, walks by them in the wild in the jungle and stuff. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's true. But, yeah, I, I don't know any, I know nothing. I mean, I'm so in the dark about that. All I know is my dick gets hard and it goes in there and half the time I'm in the wrong hole and it like if most of the most of my drunk sex has been when I've been drunk in a drunken stupor and a haze and, and I don't even know which fucking hole I'm in. Half the time I'm done I don't even know if I had sex or not. I don't know where I came, where the load went. I don't even know if I was able to get hard. I mean most of my sex has been miserable miserable memories and, and probably more so for the, part, the other participants than me, but yeah, I, I don't even, I don't, like I said, I don't even know which, if I'm in the right hole most of the time. So, you know. So, you know, what's funny is, uh, if you think about it, like, you know, I guess we don't have like evolutionary designed penises with like barbs or hooks that keep us stuck inside a vagina while she's trying to run away. The only thing we have is money, which kind of does the right. same thing. If you think about it, <laughs> have you ever seen two dogs get stuck together though? That's hilarious. <laughs> Two dogs when they're fucking. When they get stuck together after they're done fucking, they can't. Yeah, you know, they, can't get they out. do like this. Like I, I saw, I saw a couple poodles doing it. And the poodle was, you know, the poodle's trying to free her snatch from this this guy's, you know, dong, and they're like they're they're going in circles for like ten minutes as she's right. trying to loosen her vagina. It's one of the funniest things. <laughs> how do they time. how do they unattach them? Like, I mean, is the dog still hard? I think it's something like the dog has some swelling gland at the base of its penis, and uh, it just won't go down <laughs> if the bitch well, is too tight. A lot of canine penis. <laughs> the owners have to come and play tug of war with each dog. Is how they get get apart. But I mean, do you have to like you know try to depress the dog or make him not horny? Spaded or neutered or whatever, isn't it? Other than that, they're fucking pumping legs and shit all the time. They get that little red straw that pops out of their wiener. Well, how do you make a dog go soft? I don't know. Well, what? <laughs> Give it a hand job. Show it Dougie's genitalia. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we got to get to. Uh, I got another song coming up here that actually was sent in from Richard. Richard wrote that Hanukkah metal song you played last show sucked. Here's a real metal song. So we played Steel. There's a some guy, some band. I forgot. I think they're called like God of War. I don't even know what they're called. God of Night or something. They wrote a song called a Eight, Metal Name. Eight Days of Victory, and it was like a Hanukkah metal song. The guy sounded like Ronnie James, though. Oh, nice. So I, I thought it was Ronnie. Ronnie. But uh, he he writes here. Here's a real metal song. And so I didn't even know this existed. Existed King Diamond doing a song called No Presents for Christmas. Have you, have you heard oh, this? Nice. Yeah. Sounds amazing. I, I've never heard it, no, but I, King Diamond doing anything is fantastic. It's just funny to me. I mean, this was in the 80s he came out with this, but I mean, did all like the, the hair metal guys have to do like a Christmas song? Because I don't, th- I mean, obviously this is kind of a joke, but well, like, yeah, all those metal, uh, the metal bands at some point or whatever put out at least one Hanukkah, tra- or not Hanukkah, but like holiday or Christmas track. At some point, or another. I think I think even Lemmy has done it from Motorhead. I'm pretty sure. Lemmy even did I, a Christmas. I, they might have put out a whole Christmas album at one point. 
What's what's your uh, favorite Christmas song, Steel? My favorite Christmas song? Uh, fuck, I don't. You know, in all my years, I'm forty some years old. I don't think I've ever been asked the fucking question. What is your favorite Christmas song? <laughs> See, I know mine. We should, I'm we should change. We mine. should change the the contest to what, what? Not whether Dougie knows Christmas music, but whether Steele yeah. knows the words to any Christmas oh, song. The fact of the matter is, that's the thing. Is I don't. You know, Dougie might have that Rain Man capability where he's. He's socially yeah. retarded and inept in, in basically every facet of life and in education, things like this, and, and, and philosophy and stuff. But he may be one of these guys that can rattle off every single fucking lyric of every single Christmas song ever written. I personally I probably don't know much more than the chorus of most songs. I'm horrible at it. But I have to say, uh, I, I, I like the, I, I think Little Drummer Boy was, I, I, I like the drums. I don't really like the rest of the song, but I like the drum beat in it. You know what's funny, Steele? That's a uh, coincidentally enough. That's Gordy P's Gordon P. Bogalki's favorite Christmas song too. <laughs> oh well, there you go. We're right on the same. Right, that's bum, bum. The same Christmas song as Gordon P. Bogalki, and yet he never fucking tried to find me. So upset about that. I was a good-looking young man, and I had a taut ass. <laughs> what about you, Wackerly? What's your favorite Christmas song? Santa Baby. Santa Baby. Yeah, yeah I imagine oh, some slut singing like, it to me. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a good tune. I, I guess if you're going to go non-traditional type stuff, I'd have to go with like Elvis's Blue Christmas. I love Elvis, so, right. you know, Blue Christmas or something like that. But like, but like I thought you were maybe talking traditional shit like Jingle Bells and fucking... You know, as a, as, a, as a Jew who, uh, well, first of all, was for, you know, that music was verboten, like it was forbidden for us to even listen to it. Oh, yeah, that was for Gentiles. Well, actually, now, now, that we have, now that we have Steel here, you guys were in high school in the same time, albeit different grade levels. I, as yeah, I actually, I don't right? even think Steel had graduated before I got in high school. Yeah, uh, I was. So I you weren't there when, you weren't there when D brought his, his Hanukkah pomegranate gift. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> high school, dude. That was like elementary school. Well, I just well, I was I hoping for a different perspective. I missed that. That would have been amazing. So what, you just say your parents gave you a pomegranate? Well, it wasn't only a pomegranate. They gave me a bunch of fruit that they gave for uh, Hanukkah. It was just fruit. Uh-huh. And so one, there's a pomegranate. There was some grapes. There was some raisins. There was like a <laughs> Which peach. Which just grapes. But it was just a peach. It was just a bunch of, it was a bunch of fruit. So I remember bringing it, being like, yeah. And, and my friends at the time were like, you know, I got this tennis racket, and I got this musical instrument, and the other kids like, well, I got this handheld video game thing, and I was like, well, I, I got fruit. You know? <laughs> and I just Not remember just fruit, but a fucking pomegranate. Well, Come on. pomegranate right. was one, of, yeah, and, and I remember them making fun particularly of that pomegranate. But what's funny about it is John Stewart just did something on The Daily Show like a couple weeks ago where he reenacted when he was in like junior high, and he brought a pomegranate. To, to school and it was the same situation like he was humiliated and I remember just watching that being like god that, you know it brought back all those those feelings of resentment and hatred that I've had for Gentiles and Christmas and right yeah, well, we I'm gonna go shoot up, up an elementary school I'll be back driven. the Gentiles are consumer driven people <laughs> but the uh, I didn't know that I, I just so all these kids got their Rubik's Cubes or whatever their little manchi cheese or whatever were big back in the fucking whatever you were going to school when you fucking brought in dried fruit yeah, I mean, this didn't happen every year, but uh, we, my parents did right. give us fruit and, uh, you know, chocolate coins, little, little chocolate coins. Right. Yeah, it's Your pathetic. Your are fantastic. <laughs> I love what the are doing. You know, that's a good Christmas song, Jaime Town. Oh, is it a really Christmas song? Oh. Yeah. 
My my yeah. favorite Christmas song is actually performed by uh, not the Hymies, but um, Run DMC, Christmas and Hollis. That's oh. a good Christmas. Oh, song. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. It's a classic. Good call. But we're gonna play King Diamonds. Uh, no presents for Christmas, and uh, we'll be back after this.
Do you imagine going through life with a voice like King Diamond? Were you ever a fan oh. of them, Steel? Like, were you were you a fan? Of, were you a fan of King Diamond back in the day? Not a big. I had friends that were like Warren and some of those guys that I hung around with were, but I was never a huge fan of them. I mean, I, I knew some. I was familiar with some of the stuff just through those guys, but I. You know, we, we had similar, most of my friends, we all had similar taste in music, but there was always a few bands here or there that we didn't really see eye to eye on. Like Fastway. Well, I mean, everybody <laughs> loves Fastway. <laughs> you know, uh, I think I'm going to start my own tradition here. I'm going to get shit-faced on Eggnog and Jameson or uh-huh. Wild Turkey, and then go sing this King Diamond song when I go caroling. Just from, like, house to house at, like, 3 in the morning. In the oh, King Diamond voice and makeup? Yeah, I'll be like, I can't yeah, that, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I, I don't imagine after you get done doing that at 3 o'clock in the morning scaring children that you'll have to have a, uh, uh, you'll probably have to register as some kind of sex offender. I'm not going to do it naked. Well, maybe I will, actually. That's a good idea. You might get knocked the fuck out. That'd be yeah. interesting. <laughs> or shot, yeah. maybe. Yeah, you know? either or. It's all good times. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, Steele, what, what's going on here with uh, From the Ville? Like, you guys do an annual show every year around this time, don't you? Are you doing one this year? Uh, we're doing, yeah. We're actually, uh, last year, we, we have been. We, so what, we stopped in 2008. We did an annual show in 2009 around the set, like before the new year. Then we did another one in 2010. 2011, we didn't. Uh, we, we were supposed to, and we're procrastinators. We're lazy as fuck. And really, you know, we're, we're huge underachievers and failures <laughs> in life. So we wound up not doing it, even though I think we posted something that we were going to do it. But this year we are doing it. So it's you know, we're going to do it probably in the next uh, week or so, either between the holidays or right before Christmas. So you guys so, going to yeah. have special guests? Anything planned for that? or is it? Uh... Uh, so far we haven't discussed it. But, yeah, we, we actually, I, I think tentatively, you know, we haven't, like, gotten into major details about what we're going to do. But, um, I mean, tentatively, we discussed having you guys on for a segment. Uh, I'm down as well. You know, because we don't have uh, we haven't had guests. Yeah, you don't on have the, our annual shows. The, what, you know, whatever happened to the old crew of all those dudes? Uh, you mean like some of the, the regular guests that we had? Yeah, like I mean, uh, you could get Rhodes in there. You could get uh, Navar. I'm sure you can get like Mooner. I always yeah, like to listen a- to Mooner. He's funny. Yeah, Mooner was one of our main guests. Rode and Navarro were on. Uh, they they only came on a couple times early on when we started the show. They didn't really like participating in it very much, so we didn't <laughs> like my uh, brother. We didn't have them, but Mooner was on a lot. But we lost much like you've lost the, some of your guests due to yeah. death and other circumstances. You know, we lost out of the Chester died. He was a guest on your show, a guest on our show. Yeah. We've had a we've had a curse of other. I mean, we had scoliosis. Steve, who was a guy who lost, he only had one ball ball in his nutsack. And he had scoliosis really bad. He he died recently, and he was kind of a one of our big fans that participated in the show a lot with emails. We had a, a big Dick Dave, who was our, my roommate at first. Dave okay. had a zero point zero grade point average in nineteen ninety. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was, was my favorite. Fan. That was one of my favorite episodes. Well, a couple of favorite episodes of From the Ville, but that one in particular, where he he came on, he told that just the most depressing story I think I've heard ever, really. Of this guy's oh, yeah, life. Where he lost his leg when he was. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I probably shouldn't go into it and take up a lot of time on your show. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah but... He's basically, basically a tragic figure. I mean, he has this huge dong. He's always had a huge dick. I mean, it's it's, it's a mar- something you'll marvel at when you see it. And uh, he was in, well, he got divorced in Milwaukee. And he was uh, shot at an ATM like several times by some robbers. 
and the police came to the scene and wound up arresting him because he had outstanding warrants, and he, he wound up in jail. So then he moved down to Florida. He got all fucked up, drunk one night, walking home from a bar, got hit on the side of the street on the highway by a semi-truck, was in a coma for 13 days, woke up, he's missing one of his legs. They had to amputate a leg from the fucking accident. So uh, that happened, but he, since then, uh, has been picked up on cocaine charges and is now mm. serving, uh, uh, I think, five to six years in a Florida penitentiary. So he's out of commission. Mr. Spring Break, who was a big retired guest of ours. Steele, he uh, gets a phone call, though, doesn't he? <laughs> Can he use his one phone that? call? I'm, I'm sure Big Dick Dave gets one phone call. Can he use oh, yeah, it to call maybe, from maybe, the bill? maybe the phone call will be from the bill. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, uh, Mr. Spring Break, who was a big Mr. Spring Break, uh, was a big retarded guest of ours that people yeah, loved. Yeah, yeah, that guy's so out there. You know, he's just mentally, I mean, truly mentally ill. And he got, uh, he has this infatuation with Mid-American Conference Athletics. I don't know why, but he got arrested on the campus of Kent State University for lewd behavior. I think he whipped out his dog. And he got arrested, and when they arrested him, he, they, then the state, they wound up committing him to a, mental, a funny farm, a mental institution in the state of Ohio. So he's locked up. Dougie had a heart attack. He's doing okay oh, yeah, now. Dougie had a heart attack. Yeah, but he's, uh, he's not his, his usual self. He's not as drunk and you know, uh, belligerent as he used to be. He's, he, he's not as much fun. Uh, at least last time I saw him, which he's was probably still, four or five months ago. He's but, still just but, yeah, as we've retarded. Had some tragedies to some of our alumni from Plum the Bell over the years. You know, you know. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I mean, so have we there, Wackerly. I mean, we had three former uh, guests on our show die this just this past year: Bob sure, Madigan, yeah. uh, Kessler, Holly Stevens. Yeah, it's tough. your father. Yeah, but my father, was a, well, my father died a couple of years ago, but yeah, my father, uh, he was a guest on the show as well, so. Right, yeah, that's, it's, it's weird, you know, I mean, you look back and like, it, it, you know, it, it's weird because some of those people were some of our best, our best guests, you know, some of the most infamous or notorious shows, but I mean, it, when you look at the lore from the bill, or sick and wrong for that matter, it really is par for the court, I mean, that's really, truly an alumni you know, of this from the Ville show that, that really makes me proud. I mean, there's deaths and there's incarcerations and there's commitments to Looney Bin. I mean, it, it really kind of it <laughs> really kind of fits the format. You know yeah, I mean? it goes it's with just, the definition of the shows. You know, right? Exactly. So it's it kind really of kind of. It. I mean, it's it's kind of. I, I see them. I'm kind of like a proud father when I look at at what has become of some of the past alumni <laughs> on the show, and it really really succeeded beyond my wildest dreams. So what's Martin been doing? Have you, have you, how often do you see Martin? Uh, I saw him. I don't see him maybe once every couple months, maybe at the most. But we, we text and shit on the, you know, and, and talk on, on the phone about, you know, usually nonsense, like I said before, and cracking jokes or, you know, just tasteless bullshit. But uh, we communicate a lot, but we don't, uh, you know, actually probably hang out or see each other all that much. Does his wife but, like you more now that you're not doing the show? Like, since you've ended the show, does she like you better now because she doesn't have to see you? Yeah, there was I, there was a lot of animosity. I mean, she's always had a little animosity towards me, and it's kind of a love-hate thing. I mean, we get each other, and we get along to a certain extent, but we're not afraid to fucking call each other out, and, you know, I'll call her a cunt, and she'll call me a dick, or, you know, well, we name-call a lot. We're very sophomoric, uh, and we do a lot of that juvenile nonsense. But there's kind of a love. I mean, I actually like her in some cases, but sometimes she's annoying as shit. I'm sure she thinks the same of me. But, yeah, since the show stopped, she doesn't, see me as much, you know, we, we tolerate each other a lot more because we only see each other once in a while 
and I think it's, you know, we catch up and we get caught up on things. And then it's like, okay, if I don't see you for another eight months, that's fine. I, so I think we do get along better. I kind of think she's an incredible person. I mean, she has Martin's penis inside of her. On a regular oh, basis, could you? I mean, God, even the horrific picture you just painted, but yeah. Ah, I'd rather not even think about it. So let's move on. So, so Steele, uh, since uh, this show also encompasses the, the all the holidays, do you have any big New Year's plans? Like, what what goes on in uh, Mid Michigan on New Year's Eve? Uh, I wouldn't know over the last five years. I I banned uh, New Year's celebrations about five or six years ago. You're like I never New Year's Eve ever. <laughs> it sucks. Oh. Uh, it sucks. It's, a, it's the worst overrated holiday ever, but everybody all oh, like get the tuxedo and the champagne, and we're going to go out on the town, and we're going to paint the town red. Whatever, respect. Go do what you got to. But I've always hated it, and I finally, you know, but I used to force myself to go out to socialize and socialize and go to this fucking club or go to this New Year's party at whose ever house or whatever. And five years ago, I said, you know what, I'm done. I, I, I hate it. I'm miserable. I'm bitter when I'm there. It's an awful experience. Because I, I think part of it is I'm not a couples guy. I mean, I don't like yeah, yeah. hanging out with couples. I don't always, you know, I'm not a couple. I'm not part of a couple. And when you go on a New Year's Eve, everybody's, it's, it's all couple-related bullshit. And you deal with all these couples and their bullshit. And I fucking hate it. And so I just now, a lot of times, what I've been doing the last several New Year's Eves, and this is probably maybe out of the realm of some of the, the, youth or the ages of your listeners, they may not even know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I'll sometimes sit home on New Year's Eve, I'll get a spread of food for myself and just get you know, a fifth of bourbon, I'll drink and eat and, you know, just shit food, you know, and snacks <laughs> and shit like that. I'll drink, you know, get all shit-faced on, on a fifth of bourbon and eat while watching a Charles Bronson marathon. <laughs> Sounds That's a fantastic good. way to go. That actually sounds pretty fucking awesome. It's unreal. Death Wish and Evil That Men Do, The Mechanic. You can never go wrong with Bronson. <laughs> Hell of a way to ring in the new year. Do, do you watch him in his ensemble movies, like The Dirty Dozen and that sort of thing? Or is it all pure oh. Bronson? Oh, I watch. I watch some of the. Because Thirty Dozen is a great movie. I, I'll right. go into because I got old Bronson collect between Eastwood and Bronson. I got the whole fucking collect. So I'll throw in whatever you know strikes my fancy. I don't really have a set. You know, some years I have watched Dirty Dozen on a couple of the years, but it's not every year. Like every year, the movies are different. But I watch Bronson blow people away, and it's fantastic. <laughs> and I'm sure ninety nine percent of your listeners are probably in their twenties and going, "Who the fuck is Charles, Who's Charles Bronson?" Bronson yeah. He's a prisoner locked up in England. <laughs> Hell of a New Year's! Hell of a New Year's! Yeah. All yeah, right, well, steal. Uh, are free. Feel free to come here. We'll fucking watch Bronson. Then I'd be down. I'd be down. You gotta keep your pants on, though. No, uh, believe me. We don't disrobe here. The, uh, you know, I would be nervous. You know, if a woman disrobed in your house, there's a good chance she might get. Well, she, could she get pregnant? I guess she'd have vasectomy. So no. Well, if she sat on my futon, she could. There's still yeah. some how much pre pre vasectomy semen is around? It's yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah, if the pussies are wet and they're sitting on my futon, you, you, some of those loads are live. Those were shot when I was still had live sperm. All right, well, we, we got a few phone calls to get to. Before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink. All right, we got a few phone calls here to get to. I know we got some uh, 
it's going to be kind of a mix. Some is that gay? Some my two cents. But uh, this this first one's a thought experiment. All right, sick and wrong all day. Mary Chonica, to you, Mister D. Simon, Lance Wackerly. I think you need to do your own show in the Indian voice and and uh, take some peyote <laughs> beforehand. That would be real Feather, class. Not that. Okay, I have a thought experiment for your awesome guest, Mister John Steele. Mr. Steele, which would you rather do if you had to have sex with either D. Simon or Lance Wackerly, who would you choose and why? And don't just base this on looks alone, Mr. Steele. I want you to take in the full gravity of personality, cuddleability. <laughs> um, Cuddle- I don't like know, this. It's making me feel bad. Lack thereof. Encompass the whole scope and, and, and really break down for me, Mr. Steele. Thank you. Wow. Wow. This, this oh, my. Does he ever put the guest on the spot? <laughs> uh, and I'm afraid I'm going to hurt one of your feelings. I, I, whoever I choose, I'm sure the other one is going to feel very left out. I know. This is kind of like, you know what this is sort of like? And if you ever watched The Voice, remember at the end when they're American Idol and they're about to say, like, who's going to go home or who's going to stay? Uh-huh. I, I kind of feel suspense here. Like, don't you, Wackerly? Don't you feel this? I think you're ruining your chances to get boned by t- admitting that you listen to The Voice. No, okay, I've seen, I've seen The no, Voice. Hey, you know, it, 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 I think it's a little more similar to The Bachelor. You're both waiting for a rose is what you're doing. Uh, we are both I, waiting for a rose here. Okay, what's, what, what's the music that they do in The Bachelor? Uh, it's, it's usually like a, a very like mysterious, like a, it's like a suspenseful, like, piano, like orchest- orchestral piece, I let's, believe. Let's I'm just exactly do the sure. Jeopardy right. clock noise. Yeah. And that works. Um, clock. <laughs> Is it a well, clock? No. No, I'm trying Jeopardy. to figure out which, like, I think, you know, I'm trying to figure out, like, if I if I was in this, these these shoes, would I want to be the top or the bottom? I'm saying, I, I think if I'm going to go this route, <laughs> I want to be the bottom. I want to be a catcher. Uh, wow. Because if, if I'm going the game route, I'm not going to half-ass it, you know. I'm not. Oh, I'm just going to suck a dick, and I'm just going to. I'm just going to do the boofing. No, I want to be hammered. Um, and I think of the two of you, and, and I know this is maybe going to sound a little bit out of the realm because I, you might think that Wackerly's the nerdier one, the more effeminate. But I have a feeling that Wackerly's a little dominant in the bedroom. And uh, he does I have a beard. He has a beard. What's that? Wackerly has a beard now. Yeah, and I think that makes that helps his dominance. I think, he, he, I think he's he kind of comes across as this nerd. He's, he's very, uh, very well abreast. I think mean, he's 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 very intelligent. I think I could carry on. I could carry on great conversations with both. I feel of you. like so I'm being let down easy. Wise, <laughs> what's that? I feel like I'm being let down easy here. Well, I, I, I you know, maybe you, know, you got to wait till the, the final conclusion, but the. I think I could take. I think I could go to dinner with both of you and carry on a nice romantic conversation. I think we could have intelligent conversation. So both of you would be great conversational. Yeah, but Wackerly would probably take you for a nicer dinner than I would. Well, you like, and you and yeah, I go, for, I'd go for the cheap people. We'd That's be a Taco probably Bell. Split, split yeah, we'd be a Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if, I think if D took me out to dinner to try to romance me and court me, I think D would make us go Dutch. Like he would pay for his meal, and I'd have to pay for my meal. There's nothing wrong with uh, that in this day and age. What's that? There's nothing wrong with that in this day and age. No, exactly. But it's 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 
you know, I think the Jew would go Dutch. Uh, I think Lance being from the Amish community that he grew up in, uh, I think he would actually take me over to his apartment and, and hand cook a meal for like, he'd actually cook the meal for me. Like it would be at his apartment with candlelight and whatnot. Candles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think, I think the dinner thing might go Lance's way. Uh, personality wise, you two are pretty much the same. Like I said, I think I could relate to two of you like in discussions and I think we could be compatible in that regard. Um, I think we could hold hands at the movies and, you know, maybe cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn bucket so uh, with either one of you. But I, I think I got to go. I, I think, like I said, I think when it comes to the, the bedroom foray, I, th- I think Lance plays that nerdy Star Trek loving guy, but I think behind closed doors, I think he's the dominant. I think he's the dominant one. And like I said, I'm I'm going in this scenario. I'm going to be the. I'm, I'm catching. I'm going bottom, and I'm uh, going to have Lance behind me, and I'm going to be looking behind. I, I'm I just, crushed. Uh, I'm crushed. What's that? I'm crushed. I didn't get the flower. Uh, I, I I knew I didn't see this guy. I don't want to hurt either of your feelings. You know me. I don't want to insult anybody. Let me let uh, me offer. D, I'll offer Dia consola- consolation. Uh, so, Steel, you know I'm going to jilt you the next day, right? <laughs> Yeah, but I think I don't think you can go. You can go to D's the next day when you're feeling bad because I snubbed you. I don't know if I don't know if he'll he'll comfort you. I don't know if I want your sloppy seconds there, Wackerly. You're gonna get him. I don't know if I want to. See, but I don't think I don't think Dee's much of a cuddler either. I don't think either one of you are gonna cuddle me afterwards. But I don't I think both yeah, I, I see that, you know, Lance has this this short attention span, so yeah, after he fucking whams and bams me, I'm gonna wake up the next morning, he's gonna kick me out and say, Oh yeah, I'll call you and never call you but I don't see D doing anything different. Don't expect any foreplay from over here. Well, See there you go. See, he's already telling me. He's like, me telling I, I need a little Obviously, I have a reptile problem. Somebody's gonna have to reach around from behind and fucking try to fluff me, so I can at least, you know, it's uh, who's gonna cook me breakfast is the question. One, uh, do either you two cook breakfast or am I out, out on my own? You should take a right. look inside my refrigerator right now. I think I have oh, like so one you- tortilla and like half a pickle. And like and a, a, bunch a, of condiments a Miller like Light, and yeah, and like uh, some ketchup and mustard. That's about it going on in the refrigerator. So, yeah, I don't know if uh, <laughs> if that if that sounds like breakfast to you. <laughs> well, uh, you see that that I don't like. I would like breakfast at least. I mean, after all, you guys did fuck me. Well, the only you guys fucked me in the ass. You could, at least you could do is give me some breakfast. Wackley will make you some eggnog. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, there, there's the steel thought experiment. You know, I'm a, I'm a bit crushed, but in the end, you know, at least uh, you know Wackley's getting a Christmas miracle. So uh, th- th- that's good. Um, yeah, and I gotta tell you, who's ever who's ever gonna be the one that's gonna pack my fudge? It's gonna be a fantastic experience. <laughs> I don't know if you see my ass; it's very muscular, it's taut, it's supple. I, I think like it that. would be a playground for a gay man's penis. It would be a, it would be a wonderful experience. Just keep it clean. Speaking, of, well, I guess keep, promise that. <clears throat> um, staying in the same vein here. Here's another uh, thought experiment. I don't really like this new message because. I can't really tell if I'm calling sick and wrong or not. I mean, for all I know, this is like the local grandma's knitting club, but whatever. <laughs> Dan Lance, go ahead. Here's a scenario for y'all. This is the grandma's knitting club. Well, maybe you'll have an interesting discussion topic for the next meeting. All right. Picture this. You can either, you can either get fucked by a tranny 
with a four-inch real penis oh, or a girl with a 10-inch strap-on. Hmm. You're going to get absolutely rogered by this person for at least a good solid hour. Are you going to pick the real dick or the fake dick? Just remember. Fuck. God damn it. What? Shit. This is why I hate not taking my meds. Fuck. This guy have Tourette's. <laughs> this guy have He's Tourette's. Meds? I, I think he has Tourette's. He might have Tourette's, which is fantastic, by the way. My favorite yeah, disease, I if I ever have to have one. See, you catch that, or is that not, is that not contagious? I don't know. I don't know if you can get it over the air like this, but maybe. I mean, better uh, safe than sorry. Yeah, you know, I've been trying to get it for years, and I've claimed I've had it on a few occasions when I dropped the word "cunt" in inappropriate places. <laughs> a while ago, didn't, Wackerly, didn't we come to terms with these thought experiments? Where like we're not going to do the "Would you get fuck" or "Would you fuck this" these calls yeah, anymore? Yeah, it's the holiday show, so all the rules are 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 uh, suspended. Yeah, well, kind you of, know, we used to do a, you know, the kind of a would you rather type thing, and and it seems like it, the the lowest common denominator of when people propose a would you rather has to do with fucking something or being fucked by something. It's always that's pretty much every single well, we call them thought <laughs> experiments, but every single thought experiment we get is like, would you rather get fucked by something or stick your dick in this? So yeah. right, right. It, it all comes down to some sort of sexual act being yeah. upon you or doing upon something else. Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, though, because that's usually what people are thinking, especially guys, because usually guys call. And, and most guys are always thinking about that, like, would I stick my dick in that? You know, right. It makes sense. Right. I mean, I'm thinking about that pretty much all, all day. Um, yeah, so, so Steel, my mind a lot, too. So, Steele, why don't you go first? What would you rather do? Would you rather get fucked by a girl with a strap-on 10-inch cock strapped oh, wow. onto that's, her that's or large. a tranny with just a 4-inch cock? Well, kind of going back to the the, 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 the romantic competition between you, you and Lance. You and your romance. What's up, Lance, sweetie, <laughs> sweetheart? Hi. Uh, dollface. Uh, you guys are prison pals. That, I guess if I'm going to get fucked in the ass, I want to go all the way. I mean, I don't want to fuck around and, and just pussyfoot around it. We might as well fucking get the thing done. So I almost am leaning toward it, but I don't like the fact the trainer's only got a four-inch dong. I mean, if I'm going to get fucked in the ass, I want it to fucking hurt. I want it to, I want the, the full experience uh, of, of being a recipient of, uh, of, of an object in my ass that shouldn't be there. So I, I almost would, would opt for the strap-on because of the size, so it could tear my, my inner rectum asunder. Uh, but I almost, but then I'm thinking it, it doesn't blow a load at the end. So there's n nobody's cream pieing me. So when would so it I'm end almost, though? You know, when, I mean, is there an, a, a finishing point? Right. So when you does know, it end? It can go, on, go forever. on forever. Never so know. I think I'm going to opt for the tranny because there's real equipment. I'll, I'll be a small, but say, you know, I'm not hung like a, I'm hung like an ant myself. So, I mean, uh, I'm sympathetic. So I think we'd be sympathetic with one another's plight. Uh, so I think I'd go with the tranny because I think they could, uh, you know, finish the deed and, and, and let's face it, uh, finish inside me. <laughs> <laughs> like the way Are you on birth control? Yeah, well, um, you never know. I, I have a vasectomy, so, uh, you know, not, that, that's that not the same. I don't think I can get, I'm a man, obviously I don't have, I don't think I can get pregnant. What about uh, you, Wackerly? Yeah, I, I want to be cream pie. If, if I'm getting fucked in the ass, somebody better cream pie in there. What about you, Wackerly? I think I would have to take the woman with the dildo. What? But that's like a ten-inch cock. Yeah, but there's always a chance I might get some after. 
Oh, that's a good idea. So you're thinking you? you get raped for a little while, then she's like, I'm tired of doing this. There's no, you know, ultimate goal. Nothing's going to happen. And I mean, I guess, like, I guess I think that like getting something shoved in your ass isn't necessarily gay. It might be quite pleasurable. I mean, you do have a prostate gland back there. Oh, um, I've, I've taken chicks' fingers up the butt. I mean, I'm not yeah, opposed so, to that at all. I've had a lot of fingernails up there. The, the premise of the thing is that is that you're not going to enjoy having something shoved up your ass, but maybe you would. And then the second premise is that you're f- fearful of being gay. But I just don't even think you know getting. I mean, I guess if you're with the tranny, you're going to be you're going to be considered gay, which is a taboo. Well, you might be. Yeah, I think the tranny thing is going to make you a little more gay. But any well, how hot is the tranny? Maybe the tranny is really hot. What's that? Maybe it's a really hot tranny. Well, that's a possibility. But the other thing is, I think I think there's a there's a discrepancy. I mean, you're talking a four inch penis. I think if you have anything ten inches in your ass, you're a little bit gay. I mean, it's one thing to have a chick because I've even stuck my own fingers in my ass before when I'm pleasuring myself. You don't I, have I, ten I, inch I, fingers. I stick a little fucking pinky up there once in a while, or a thumb, or like Fonzo, you know, like an Arthur Fonzarelli thumb up the ass. But uh, uh, winklers, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've had I've had a chick go winklers on me before. It was fantastic. Uh, she even went a when she did it. But uh, I think if you're talking about a four inch dick, even though it's a real dick on a fucking tranny, but you're talking a ten inch dildo strap on on a real broad. I think if you got something ten inches in your ass, there's a little gayness to that. I mean, if it's okay. ten inches and it's buried in your anus, can't you tell her to be gentle? No, not with a ten inch dick. I have to take all 10 inches. Well, then I might go with the tranny, because then, now you're talking yeah. about internal organ damage. Yeah, she's pegging you. She's rogering your back door. Yeah, she's full-on rogering. That's what the guy said. Yeah. You know, the reason I would go with the tranny is because usually trannies are on hormones, thus affecting their ability to get a heart on. So oh. she's probably got a wet noodle. She's not going to be able to do anything with it. Or maybe Very stick it in a couple... That, you know. that just means it's going to take forever. Well, and you're going to be there for like three hours while she tries to get it hard. She's going to take a look at my disgusting, hairy ass, and she's going to be like, yeah, it's just not doing it for me. And then she's going to be like, steal, and just be like, you know, it's you're not attractive. And then I'm I'm probably going to be upset. Yeah, you know you're going to be emotionally scarred. <laughs> That's what you're up to. Well, this two times he's been rejected in one night. Now the train is rejecting him. I rejected him five minutes ago. He's very upset. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I said it before, but I think I'm, like, ready to go shoot up an elementary school. I think that's the only alternative here. <laughs> Don't say that. You're going to have the FBI at your door. <laughs> You're a great show if they I, showed up. I didn't mean it. All right. All right. Well, there you go. I hope uh, I hope that uh, answers uh, what you're wondering. Um, let's see. We, we have we – have, Steele, why don't you choose the next call here? Actually – we should get on and we should play this one final Christmas song and then we'll get on the last we'll get on the last call and then we'll get out of here. But uh, the, the, the next song break that we have is actually a pretty good song. It came in from a guy named Mick Frugal. He says, as Christmas time approaches, I'm beginning to think it's a time for another track by the Amateur Transplants, which is a band that did uh, a song called You Look Like Shit When You're Nothing at All. And they did that song That's Northern Birds. Yeah. You remember that song, Northern Birds, there, Wackerly? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was a good song. He goes, I've included two tracks for you at a, uh, t- for you butchers to have at. All I Want for Christmas and Sweary Tale of New York, which is a take on the fairy tale of New York song by the Pogues. So we're going to play uh, Sweary Tale of New York. Thanks, McFrugal, for sending that in. 
It's Christmas Eve. I'm on the forecourt to buy a present from the Wild Bean Cafe. There's packs of cigarettes. There's packs of moist towelettes. There's Dan Brown audio cassettes and sacks of charcoal briquettes. Where the fuck have you been? I've been waiting for hours. Oh, don't be so cross. Look, I've brought you some flowers. These flowers are dead and they're from our front lawn. I've also bought twiglets, a torch and some porn. You're an ungrateful bastard for pulling this stunt. You knobhead, you shitbag. Insufferable cunt. At least I don't need tweezers to handle my penis. Stick the torch up your ass. make this Christmas our last. And, and everywhere, everywhere around the world, from here to Galway Bay... There are couples splitting up on Christmas Day. Well, now there's a uh, classic Christmas ditty. Um, yeah, as I, I mentioned it. before, we got a couple more, uh, couple more um, uh, calls here, and then we got to get out of here. But uh, so, Steele, why don't you choose this one? Here's a song that this, uh, or here's a call that this guy called in, pretty much talking about anal sex, or another guy's calling about. It's an is that gay an is that gay question about spunk on your lips? You choose. Uh, well, we've already gone down the anal route. Um, two the two previous calls were all anal related. Am I am I right? Yeah, I guess more uh, or less. True. I, I guess well, let's play. Uh, we haven't played is that gay yet, right? I mean, we, yeah. Let's, uh, let's do is that gay. That is that gay? Yeah. That's uh, all right. Let me let me roll the theme music. I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick ass. Is that gay? I just watched my brother jerk off. Is that gay? I'm at the urinal and this guy's looking over the wall. Is that gay? I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think you've got a really nice ass. Here's the first is that gay question. I think it's an oh, English Lord. guy. Hey, I love morning, fuckers. Uh, disgusting thing just happened to me, man. I, um, I was just knocking one out in the bathroom and there was a little bit of spunk left on the end of my knob. And as I went to grab a bit of toilet roll, I flicked it, bit my knob and it fucking catapulted off and ended up with a little bit of spunk on my lip. <laughs> now, I know that's not gay, I didn't try and suck my own cock, but... It's a bit just was some brain. It's sick, I'm wrong, isn't it? So, uh... This guy's got quite a thick accent going on there. Yeah, you're going to have to sort of parse He was saying that, uh, this guy's called in before. He was saying he was jacking off, and uh-huh. uh, he was masturbating, and there's a little bit of uh, cum on his, uh, the end of his dick. He went to go get uh, toilet paper to wipe it off, and he flicked it, and I guess it flicked up and landed on his lip. Oh. So he's wondering, is that gay? Well, he claims that it's not gay. He I said mean, it's not my gay. My question is, is, is that gay? Is it? it do, still he didn't try to suck his own cock. Essentially, yeah, he did. Is that gay? Yeah, I did try to suck my own dick, but then I realized I'm not that flexible and my dick is really small. Uh, I couldn't reach it. I was I was a good foot and a half away. Did you throw but your I, back out? I was, out? Um, you know, with my head over my fucking, you know, on my back with my, my knees up and my feet up over my head. This was back uh, when I was a, a, a young uh you know, I still had promise at that point in my life, and then I think at that point I realized that uh, my life is going nowhere. <laughs> uh, 
but dogs do it. It's natural. Did your parents catch well, that, you in the? Did your parents like walk in while you're trying to suck your own dick? You know, no, but that's all, this, yeah, this was when I was, you know, this was when I was in high school. I just started jerking. Actually, before high school, when I first started jerking off in junior high, and uh, that was the first thought in my mind because I did it. You know, it, it was when the whole family was home and I had my fucking door closed, but we didn't have locks on the doors. Back then, you know, in my house that I grew up on, we didn't have locks on, on the bedroom doors. So I'm thinking, oh my god, how am I going to explain this if the parents walk in and I got my fucking britches at my ankles and yet my feet are up over my head and I got a heart on? It's going to look very. Uh, it, it's, it's it's a compromising it's position. Yeah, it's a compromising position. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, with an uncomfortable conversation, I'm sure afterwards. But the. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to say it's not gay if it was accidental, and I'm also going to say it's it's really uh, it's his own. It, 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 you know, people eat their own boogers, they smell their own fingers after they wipe their ass. They do a lot of disgusting. People do a lot of disgusting things that are self-inflicted and from their own bodily fluids. I, and it sounds like this was accidental, although I have my doubts. Maybe he did something and and, and knew how to fling it intentionally to land on the lip to then say, "Oh, I did that accidentally," and then. Uh, licked his lips to get a taste of himself. Uh, I'm going to say it's not gay. Are you saying it's well, not gay? On, are you saying it's not gay just because it's his own product? He produced it himself. Yeah, I, I'd say that's. I'd say that's not gay. I, I'd say um, it's like eating a burger or smelling your fingers after after um, wiping your back door. What do you uh, think, Waggerly? I have to agree with Steele. Yeah. And, and, and if it was somebody else's, it wouldn't be gay either, but it's just weird. Like, you're not going to smell somebody else's finger after they wipe their ass, but, you know, that's gross. You're not going to eat somebody else's booger. Don't be drinking another man's semen. Yeah, but uh, but uh, but if, okay, gay, let's say there's disgusting. another guy jacking off and in the bathroom stall next to you and the semen went over, you know, the wall and it landed in your mouth. Not gay, just gross. <laughs> You mean, yeah, you mean like Larry Craig's in the stall next to you like, and he's... He's tapping, the, he's tapping the floor. Tapping away. You know that there's going to be sperm coming over the wall. And you get right. your mouth open, ready to catch it. <laughs> that's gay. Well, if you're, you're anticipating it, that's gay. It. Uh, I guess it would be hard. If you know it's on its way and you intentionally look up and open your mouth like trying to catch raindrops from the sky... And you know it's some other man's spunk from the stall next to you. Uh, there, that could be a gray area. I'm going to say gray area there. Not a black and white issue. Could be this new. It could be discussed. It could be um, argued either way. I'm going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt and say he's just in the wrong place at the wrong time, catching another man's load over the stall in the south. <laughs> it's an absurd premise. Oh my Lord. It is it's absurd. Like bad, it's like badminton at that point. Like you can spunk it back, and then. Well, yeah, maybe they could exchange. Maybe yeah, it'd be like a volley in tennis. Yeah. You know, badminton's the only sport that has a shuttlecock. You know <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, this, so this guy, I don't think this is. I don't think it's gay. It's not gay because it's his own. I agree with you, Steele. It's his own product. It's like eating a booger or whatever. But. I think it's a little gay that he intentionally flicks sperm in his mouth. And he says it was an accident, but how is that an accident? I've, I've jacked off thousands of times, and my sperm has never accidentally ended up in my mouth. Like, never. Yeah, I, I haven't it's never, never happened. Well, 
for one, I don't have the power in the punch anymore. I mean, my, my ejaculate used to shoot out a little bit and, and get some distance on Now, I mean, it dribbles out like I'm squeezing it out the end of a toothpaste tube. Hey, Steel, not to change the subject, but uh, do you ever like, okay, when, you, when you're masturbating sometimes and you can't get it up for yourself, do you usually tell yeah. yourself, like, I'm just sorry I'm not attracted to you? <laughs> well, that's the truth. I'm not attracted to me. I'm hideous. I, I, I would probably, if I was to be looking at me and having sex, I would probably go soft as well. So, I, I, yeah, it's all... It's all self. It's a it's a never ending circle with me. I I have low self esteem. I peg along you, and I I realize I deserve it. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, it's all deserved. It's all deserved. You're just looking. You're like, you know what? I'm just not attracted to you. I'm sorry. It's not yeah, going to happen. I'm not attracted to you, and it's you know you're you're. I'm a horrible person. I'm and, and I'm not attracted. Like my other self. That's that you know. Like if I get a, a pickle and I'm trying to masturbate, I, I I I realize everything. I don't like my personality. I'm an awful person. I'm 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 mean spirited. Uh, I have nothing good. I'm not attractive physically. I'm you make very fun of retards. Unpleasant. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's all deserved. Yeah, all deserved. All right, well, let's get on to the next call here. Um, so, Englishman, to answer your question, I guess it's not gay, but it's kind of gay that you had sperm in your mouth. Well, it's it's I think the gayer thing, the whole thing, is the fact that he's got an English accent. I think that's gayer <laughs> than the sperm in the mouth. Yeah, it is. The whole thing is gay. Here's the uh, second is that gay question. Gay, long, side, This might be the I same guy. Just listen to uh sound in pop answering your is that gay question um GC sounds fit as fuck man um anyway rattling in my brains can I uh, think of what is it gay question and the only thing I can come up with is uh when I have a lovely dump I mean you know one of them one of them shits you have when you finish you wipe your ass and you just get that lovely sensation around your arsehole uh, oh that was the best poo ever you know, especially when you lay a nice, big, decent-sized log. You know, you look down and it's looking back up at you, and you've got that lovely feeling around your bum hole. I don't know. Is that a fucking day or what? It certainly feels nice when you do it nice shit, but there you go. Anyway, yeah, nice one. Take care, boys. And, oh, by the way, I think I might have phoned you up Saturday night when I was on the piss. Sorry about that. I can't remember what I fucking said. Anyway... Nice one. Keep it up. Love it. You know, is this the same guy? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I he's equally under. Yeah, he's equally hard to understand. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm wondering if that was the same dude as the other dude because I can't understand either one. What was yeah, he saying? I, I got the I got the gist of what he said. He said he's saying that you know when you take a shit and it just feels really really good and you, mm-hmm. you know you're, it makes you gives you that happy feeling. But he's talking about like even after you're t- you've taken the shit, you still have that just lovely feeling around your bum hole, like a tingly sensation. And and he's saying, is that gay? And normally I would say no to this sort of thing, but he seems really like like infatuated with this feeling of you know a big log into his ass. And I I think he might enjoy being with a man, <laughs> bottoming. <laughs> so yeah, it is gay. So so Lance Lance just. Because I couldn't understand a fucking word the guy said, so I was just going to go. Well, I always say when in doubt, when I don't know what the fucking guy's saying, I just say gay. But uh, um, I would say I'm going to go not gay. Not well, gay. Okay. Why? Why? Why are you saying not gay there, Steele? Well, I, 
I'm saying not gay because I just took a, a fantastic and sensational kind of a warm and fuzzy feeling shit about an hour ago before you guys called. And I got to say, I felt a little a little sensation in the back door there, too, where I felt uh, I, 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 my butt was agape, you know, from being, you know, violated from the in, internal excrement that I just shot out. And I'm going to say that he, he's, he may be infatuated with the fact that of the feel, the afterglow of a good shit. And maybe he's, he's maybe dwelling upon it too much and infatuated with it, but I think it has nothing to do uh, with with any sort of gayness whatsoever. I think it has do to do with the biological act of um, the intensity and the energy that it takes for your intestines to uh, push out excrement. But still, okay, when you take a shit, do you usually mm-hmm. flush it as soon as it comes out, or do you wait so you can survey it and beam with pride as to what you made. I always have to tell who am I kidding? I look at it all the time, and sometimes I'll take cell phone pictures of it and text them to friends. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. That's why well, it's been so... Of course you take a gander. I've taken a gander at my stool since I was two years old. You gotta, you gotta, it's like when you pick your nose, you got to look at the booger. You don't just flick it away right away. Or eat it and land escape. See, I do the courtesy flush. I, I, That's I, gay. I don't think it's gay to do a courtesy flush. It's actually not even gay. It's just very effeminate. Why is it effeminate yeah, to do a courtesy, courtesy flush? flush? Is gayer than gay porn. I think that's that's gayer than gay porn. Yeah. I don't even think. I think. I think gay, gay dude. Yeah. I think a gay dude yeah. could be masculine enough to look at his shit. Whereas D, I mean, you're like Emily Post or something over there. You courtesy flushing at home. No, okay. This is why it's a courtesy. Because if I continue shitting without flushing at all, I'm going to have to uh-huh. probably plunge the toilet. So it's a courtesy to me to flush in installments. You know, it, what it, are you eating? <laughs> where you can't, where you can't flush. I mean, every time I have an old to toilet. Bathroom, this uh-huh. toilet, my my building, my my apartment's from like 1920s. I have an old toilet with shitty plumbing. If no, I no, 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 not buying it. Okay, this is a, this is a Scott family like superpower because I know that your your father also had this thing where he would constantly be clogging the toilets. I think the Scotts, yeah, but my father the Simons, <laughs> the Simons, I misspoke, uh, have some kind of super shits. That we aren't even aware of. My father. Is it the matzo ball soup? Is that what's causing this? <laughs> the rabbi did not courtesy flush. And, and just, also, didn't didn't the rabbi have a wire coat hanger that he would bring with him everywhere, even on vacation, specifically <laughs> in hotels to use, and I assume he used it at home, to break up his shit logs because or else they would not go down? <laughs> oh, my Lord. That sounds like it should be a the record. And for the record, I have a coat hanger hanging on my wall by my futon, but it's used for man-made abortions. So go on, Wes. <laughs> no, it, it, you know, Wackley speaks the truth. No, my dad had a shit hanger. And I think I've talked about this on a previous show, but, you know, while I was growing up, I didn't realize that you could plunge a toilet with a plunger. I didn't even know that there was a plunger. A plunger even existed because we didn't use one. We used my dad's shitty hanger. And it was like right. this rusty hanger that had like little pieces of toilet paper and dried feces on it. Of course it did. And, and my dad would bring it. Like he'd put it in a little bag and it would be in a suitcase. And so like when we'd go to like a hotel or whatever and he'd clog the toilet because it was inevitable, um, he would be like, you know, dive it. Grab the hanger. <laughs> 
You know, and he called it. He, I love well, the fact that you have this fecal petri dish hanging on the wall of the bathroom. No, it's it's very sanitary. I'm sure to have this thing. How well, often did it get washed? Well, what was funny about my dad too, and this is also equally as confusing as a kid, is my dad called shit Cox. He called it Cox, so he'd be like, "Get the cock hanger." You know, and so I would be like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get the I'm gonna go get the cock hanger," and uh, like C O C K cock. Yeah, which that's what he called shit. So you know, that's an English. Oh my lord, I've never heard of that before. (laughs) It was. I believe it's an English thing. Well, I mean, really? I knew yeah, as a kid. I grew up in England. But. Yeah, I, maybe it's. Well, I don't know. They're not real. They call cigarettes fags. They call turds cocks. I don't know what's going on over there. I'm sure they call turds shit. I don't think they call it. I think it was my dad's. Maybe it was like an old Englishman thing to say. That's what I'm saying. Say cocks. An English from your dad's time. Like Winston Churchill would probably say, like, I made some cocks today, you know, or oh. something. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, they'll live there's in a Winston Churchill thing, and I'd love to hear it. <laughs> that should be in a historical record somewhere. But yeah, like my dad, uh, maybe that's why I courtesy flush because I just remember being like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna have to go grab that disgusting hanger," and then you know, and he's memory. gonna break up all the cocks in the toilet and. <laughs> Yeah, it was. You know, it's I'm funny. When you say that, I'm picturing dicks, like actual dicks, while you're under the toilet. Now I can see if a gay man said took a shit, he might shit out a couple cops. They could have been stuck in there for years, for all we know. But you know, but seriously, like Steele, I didn't even know that people use plungers till I went on vacation. I think it was with the Kesslers. Like I was like in, I don't know, like 15 or something or 14. Uh-huh. And we went, we went. I stayed in the hotel room and like. uh the toilet was plunged, and they, they called the hotel to get a plunger. And I was like, oh, you don't have a shit hanger or a cock hanger. And I remember, like, Kessler just making <laughs> fun of me. Well, Kessler was making fun of me. He's like, a what? And I was like, you, you don't have a cock hanger. And he was like, go eat your fucking pomegranate. Oh, <laughs> leave this to the real Lord, people. Yeah. That's a very interesting. I've never heard of anything so absurd in my life, but it's fantastic. Now, this, this cock hanger, you pass down to the family heirloom. You, you said you, you don't have it? You don't have one? You know, I don't actually have I have a plunger. I don't have a cock hanger. See, if it was me, I would have took that to the family. I would have framed it, and it would be in my living room. Wall. Would you right have it mounted bronze. like a? You could have it bronze. Would you have it mounted like a gun on the wall? Like this is my dad's shit hanger. This is my grandpa's shit hanger. Yeah, you could do that. Or like people <laughs> mount deers and bear heads and stuff like hunters. You, you could do all sorts of things with that. It would be it would be unbelievable. You just want to let the health inspector to know about it because I'm sure it's some kind of sort of sanitation violation. Oh my lord! I love the I love the fact I love the fact that he called that. I, I can't get over the fact he called Dirge Cox. It's like, yeah, come here! There's a bunch of cocks floating around on the phone. It was very yeah. It was very confusing. It was very confusing as a kid because I just remember being like, you know, I thought a cock was a cock, and then the cock can also be a rooster. So there are three different definitions of the word cock for me as a child. Yeah, it's a very confusing upbringing. That, that, that would confuse me as well. Although my mom told me when I didn't know where babies came from, she said they came out of the pot. So for years, I was walking around telling people that when people are born, they, they're like, they come out of the butt. Like, you shit them out of the butt. About lips. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know what's going on with this whole gener- this parenting generation of ours, but holy shit, they had some weird fucking things. You know, to oh, be honest... Fuck. My dad was just too cheap to buy a plunger. <laughs> if you think about it, like he could have just plunge, this coat hanger came with my shirt. It's free. <laughs> 
then he breaks up the, the, the fecal cocks that are floating around the toilet. That's wonder. I, 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 you painted a very vivid picture. I don't know if I'll be able to sleep tonight. Cause I'm, I'm going to be constantly thinking of, of, of breaking up shit with a coat hanger. 5 a.m. He used to say, he's like, excuse me, I have to go make a cock. You know, and so it's, I would be like, okay, he's going to go make a oh, cock. That, that could take on so many meetings. When somebody, when somebody, I've never heard anybody say, I got to go make a cock. But if somebody was to say that to me, I, there would be a whole array of questions I would have on what exactly is going on in that bathroom. You know, Steel, maybe if uh, you're good this year, your parents will get you your own cock hanger. <laughs> well, you know, my mom asked me today. She said, what the fuck do you want for Christmas? And I said, I don't fuck it. I don't want to fucking, what do I, you know, anything I want. You know, I mean, the fuck? I, I want a, a, a whore from fucking the Philippines or whatever. You know, I mean, no, you can't get me anything that I want. So now I have something I'll tell her tomorrow. Give me a cock. <laughs> it's actually probably quite hard to find a wire coat hanger anymore because you know everything's plastic. Dry cleaning though. Yeah, yeah my, my dad. My dad hated plastic hangers though. I remember. Yeah, in, well, ever since Roe versus Wade, it's really hard to find coat hangers. Say that kind of fucked up the whole coat coat hanger industry. I mean, the coat hanger industry used to be one of the largest industries in this country. And then Roe versus Wade came about, and the industry was cut down by 75% revenue. A lot of people lost their jobs. Yes, they did. All right, on that note, on that note, uh, well, I guess I haven't given my opinion. I think you're gay, Englishman, for for feeling a little tingly sensation from from, uh, delivering a huge shit. I mean, I, I don't mean to, like, totally disagree from Steele, but I think it's a little gay. I agree with Wackerly on this one. Well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad to enjoy a shit. I just think he's enjoying it a little too much. He's and going like, a little overboard. After the fact, he's dwelling upon it. Beaming with pride, calling up a podcast to tell us about it. Right. You know, it's a little gay. It's a little gay. He's over-enjoying it. Anyway, this is the Sick and Wrong Holiday Show. Spectacular. We got to get out of here. Kind of uh, gone over a little bit uh, than, than, than the intended time. But that's what happens when you drink like three glasses of eggnog. With, and we um, Steele on the show. And, and with John Steele on the show. Uh, people, if you're looking for a last-minute gift idea, Sick and Wrong Cheap Trick t-shirts are available at the Sick and Wrong store. Did you see those, Steele? I took the uh, Cheap Trick logo and just put Sick and Wrong on it. Oh, great. I, oh I love Cheap Trick. I spent Absolutely. hours thinking of this design. It's a marginally copyright infringement, but... Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> marginal. Not yet. <laughs> well, good copyright infringement. Never hurt anybody. Go to com slash store and go buy yourself a Cheap Trick Sick and Wrong Tea. Uh, you can also get uh, print copies of my book, which makes a fine stocking stuffer. Play something dancey. Let's go to uh, Amazon.com and type in Play Something Dancy. You could order in print or digital. Uh, people, thank you for subscribing to Sick and Wrong on iTunes. Uh, you know, I noticed we're in the what's hot category. We've been in the what's hot category kind of consistently, which is nice, because usually we get no love from iTunes. No. So uh, thank you, people. Just go give us some more ratings. I always like to hear what you have to say and uh, comments, that kind of thing. Just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong. Uh, finally here, the final Sick and Wrong holiday song that we're going to go out with. And this is actually kind of cool. It was sent to me from uh, Melissa. That tattoo chick, Sick and Wrong's uh, uh, model, one of our Sick and Wrong tattoo models. alternative Irish sexy lady. Well, she's in a band. She's in a band called Wizard Sleeve, which is a great <laughs> name for a band. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Was she somebody I jerk off to? 
You would yeah, totally jerk course. off. I, I bet you you actually have seen her pictures because I've posted some recent pictures of her wearing the cheap trick tee. She's like holding uh-huh. a skull in one and like a nun's like uh, headdress or whatever. Oh, I saw the nun one. Yeah, yeah. she's kind of hot. Yeah. Oh, she's super hot. P.S. That's not called a headdress. What's it called? It's called a habit. A habit. All right. She's wearing a nun's habit. <laughs> I don't know about these. I don't know about these Gentiles. <laughs> She's wearing one of those Catholic fedoras. Yeah, she's got right. a Catholic hat on there, you know. Um, but so uh, Melissa wrote, D, this should be the song of the week. My band's Christmas single called Santa's Gonna Come. We're wearing oh our Lord. Sick and Wrong t-shirts in the video, too. And seriously, people, go check out the video for Wizard Sleeve, Santa's Gonna Come. Uh, it's a bunch of sexy chicks. It's Melissa, who is sexy, and her friend, uh, her, her bandmate, who's also just a super hot blonde chick. And they're eating like frosting and like fisting chickens and shit. It's a it's a they're pretty fisting cool fisting chickens. Yeah, they got their like fists going and chi- it's it's a pretty hot erotically well, charged video. I for years said that's the only reason I like Thanksgiving is because it gives sick fucks like me an excuse to fist a dead turkey and not be ostracized <laughs> by society at the same time. <laughs> uh, the song's called Santa's Gonna Come. Uh, go check out uh, Wizard Sleeve. They don't have an actual website, but they have a Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Wizard Sleeve Band. Or you can go to CDBaby.com and just do a search for Wizard Sleeve and get some of their music. Um, it's but unbelievable yeah. that, that uh, Santa's got to be, what, 500 years old and is in prostate isn't large enough he can still come? <laughs> no, well, what yeah, what do you he's think? A god. He's a god. He's a demigod. He's a urological... Uh, urological uh, uh, what the fuck am I trying to say? Masterpiece. What do you think eggnog is? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> essentially. Exactly. Well, eggnog <laughs> is an aborted chicken. <laughs> so mixed we're, with wild turkey. We're going to go out with Santa's Going to Come by uh, by Wizard Sleeve. Thanks, Melissa, for sending that in. You know, I'd like to say happy birthday to my brother. My brother's birthday is tomorrow, and uh, this might be the last day, you know, we're on Earth. It's kind of uh, yeah, well, more than a if coincidence. Everything goes as planned. Let's let's. We can only hope, people. <laughs> I hope and, he's having a good time at work. Yeah, it's our birthday. Uh, mm. Thank you, Steele, for being on the show. It's always good catching up with you. And uh, hopefully, you know what? Let let us know when you when you record the uh, from the Ville show because we'd love to be on it. And uh, we'll yeah, also we'll promote be doing it. it uh, like, you know, like I said, within the next week. So yeah, we'll let you know. And and hey, Dance or Lance, I'm looking forward to that that romantic dinner there, sweetheart. <laughs> All right. Let's talk up on lube. All right. I'm a sensitive for you, man. Sweetie. Hamburger helper. Because I know Steele likes that. Um, you know, Steele, it's, it's funny because our fans, like I tweeted just last night, like I was like, yeah, John Steele's going to be on a column of questions. And I got like, you know, 30 people that were like liking it because everyone's all excited because you're going to be on it. So when you, when you guys do record the next from the bill, just let us know and uh, we will post it on our, oh, on our Twitters. Yeah, and hopefully we can have you guys on. Yeah. So, uh, well, because all your well, other uh, guests are dead. Or incarcer- all your other guests are dead or incarcerated. So, uh, yeah, we're down. <laughs> yeah, our guest pool is really, really down. <laughs> we don't have any left. So, so uh, yeah. So, uh, and like I said, our annual shows, we, we, we haven't really had guests on our annual shows because it's, it's usually just catch-up bullshit. But, you know, I think it'd be nice to do something different on the annual show and, and maybe get some, some guests that people, that, you know, listeners of ours are familiar with. And obviously... A lot of our listeners are familiar with you. Our old listeners are familiar with you guys when we did the show, and obviously a lot of our new listeners are people we, we've got from you guys 
you know, recently. So there, you know, a lot of people know who you guys are. So they certainly. Uh, and we had a few people they, um, actually uh, calling and emailing, asking about where they can find old episodes. So maybe you should put them back up on your site. Yeah, well, our, yeah, our episodes are um, they're all up at fromtheville.com or the lips and from the from the bill dot listen dot com you can get them all directly they're all still all the episodes are still available you guys on know. itunes still uh i i don't know exactly I, I i think they'd still be up on there i don't think we they i don't know if they take them down after a while or you know me i'm fucking technically retarded <laughs> or i have no fucking clue but i know i know like 50 or so of our shows are still on Ustream when because we used to do live shows and then they they'd record automatically on Ustream. So you can even watch, if, if anybody has the inkling to watch two ugly fucks talking on a microphone, I don't know who would, but if they want to watch them instead of just listen to them, the, those are up too. It's, you know, if you want to see Dougie or we had Sunny Lane or whatever in the studio, you know, those are all uh, visual. Classic but, uh, shows. Classic shows. Well, uh, well yeah. there, there, you know, there's something to look forward to. But I, yeah, I'm totally stoked for the next uh, From the Ville annual episode. And uh, definitely let us know. Thanks, Steele, for being on the show. People, All happy right. holidays and happy new year from Sick and Wrong. We'll be back in uh, 2013 with uh, episode 362. I guess that, that is if we don't die tomorrow. Yeah, um, everything is dependent yeah. on that. But then it'll all be null and void. But, uh, Everything's tentative at this yeah. point. So, so if we die tomorrow, we won't be back. But, uh, but if not, you know, episode 362. Until then, take it sleazy. Good night, y'all. Oh,